It's Monday, November 22nd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Sell. With me today, Jason Moser. Good to see you. Good to see you in gobble gobble. Happy Thanksgiving week. I'm already so excited I can smell the turkey, Chris. Yes, I am. I am the same. <laughs> I am the yeah. same. Um, but in the meantime, before we get to the turkey, we have a potential merger in the beverage industry. And it looks like Jay Powell is going to be keeping his job. But we're going to start with the stock of the day. Serence, the automotive AI company, wrapped up its fiscal year with fourth quarter profits and revenue higher than expected. But the guidance for 2022 is sending shares of Serence down 20% today. What? How bad is this guidance? <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up because that is the reason for the selling, um, and, and it's not it's not as bad I think as the market would have you believe. Uh, but but yeah, the stock is down due to guidance. If if you look at the the guide for the quarter of 91 to 96 million dollars in revenue, the market was expecting something more in the neighborhood of 100 million dollars, um, and it's also on the lower end for the full year. Uh, not by much, but but enough to where listen. If you have a stock price based on a certain level of expectations, when those expectations expectations change, the stock price is sure to follow, particularly with these growth stocks that uh, aren't keying in necessarily on profitability as much in the, in the near term as they build out the business. Uh, so, to me, uh, I, I, this is not a this is not a company thing. This is not a business thing. If, if you look at the the general headwinds in the automotive market, they they. They're everywhere, right? The companies that are in this line of work are are feeling feeling some some pain right now. And I mean, you look at IHS is is forecasting auto production uh, ultimately to be flat for the year, right? And so that's something that ties directly to Serence's business. When when fewer cars are being made, that means fewer cars are getting their technology. Uh, but generally speaking, you, you look at the quarter, the metrics that matter, that the key the key performance indicators all are very encouraging. I mean, for the quarter itself, $98.1 million in revenue, that was up 7.5%, that exceeded their own guidance, and, and adjusted EBITDA came out uh, on the high end as well. Average contract duration continues to grow uh, from 68 Years a quarter ago to 7.9 years this quarter. Strong bookings, uh, $590 million in, in fiscal 2021, and now their backlog stands at $2 billion. Uh, so when you when you take everything together, I, th I think the business is performing very well, but it is it is suffering due to uh, macroeconomic macro conditions that are simply beyond their control. So do you look at the 20% drop as a buying opportunity? Honestly, I do. I mean, this is a business that I've recommended in both services that I run here at The Fool. I think it's got a lot of, of share still to capture. Uh, it is not just cars anymore either. I mean, Serence is essentially uh, targeting that market opportunity in automobiles to bring its, its artificial intelligence uh, into the connected vehicle. But it is also expanding its market uh, opportunities well beyond the automobile. I mean, talking from a global perspective, I mean, looking at two-wheeled uh, two transportation, I mean, there are all sorts of opportunities that they're pursuing out there, and this is the one that just—this <laughs> is the one I think is—it sounds so—it sounds so weird. Yet when you think about it, it could be a really neat opportunity as well. Elevators, <laughs> Chris. I mean, Serence is making inroads in the elevator market to to help buildings 
as they retrofit with with their smart devices as buildings go smart i mean serence is focused on the connected elevator market and i mean listen there are a lot of build a lot of buildings in the world and a lot of elevators that, that are in those buildings so I, I mean i think it's neat that they're branching out and utilizing that technology for other modes of transportation beyond just the automobile so they're going I mean, to be and I will, I will say I will say one more thing too. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I will say too, the other encouraging thing they're maintaining their revenue target for 2024. A couple of months ago, they they ramped that up from 600 million dollars uh, to 700 million dollars. They still see uh, as as market conditions uh, start start to to turn around, they do see that 700 million uh, Indian revenue target as still very achievable for 2024. So I, I think that's that's another very encouraging sign. So we're going to have voice-activated elevators. Like that's going to be the norm because because pushing the button is such an arduous task. Well, so yes, <laughs> and and I will say, I mean, it it does seem a little. I mean, really, is it that hard to to push a button? It's kind of like when you go in your houses. Is it that difficult to flip on a light switch? I mean, do you have to tell Alexa to turn on the lights? And having having experimented with both, I mean, it's it's fun to tell the the Alexa what to do, but every once in a while when that connection fails and your lights don't come on, it, you think, oh man, come on. And, and, and you realize how easy it is to, to flip a switch. Uh, in, in regard to elevators, though, I mean, it's worth keeping in mind everything that we've been going on, uh, everything that's going on these past 18 months. Uh, People are not necessarily as enthusiastic about touching things that other people touch. I mean, cash we've seen clearly, uh, but but elevators. I mean, I understand that, right? Some folks may think, "Hey, listen, I don't want to be putting my hands on some keypad in an elevator that who knows what other hands have been on there." Uh, so, generally speaking, I mean, there is a little bit of an opportunity there, I think, but but more so, it is just this this move towards the connected building, right? I mean, buildings are becoming smarter technology is playing a bigger role. And, and it's very possible, Chris, that yes, you will get in an elevator one day here in, in the near future. And you may just tell that elevator what floor you want to go to, and it takes you there. Uh, and very likely, Serence Technology will be powering that elevator. So later today, we're going to record the Thanksgiving special for Motley Full Money. And uh, longtime listeners know that, we, that one of the topics that we've added to the show over the last few years is a thing I, I like to call, not at the table, please, which is just sort of the, <laughs> yeah. the business or investing topic that we just don't want people to ask us about over the holidays. And yep. the reason I mention this is because uh, earlier today, the news broke that President Biden is nominating Jay Powell to serve a second term as chairman of the Federal Reserve. And that was going to be my not at the table topic, <laughs> because I, look, I know it's an, a very important job, um, and uh, and I, I I still at my core as an investor, I don't care who's doing it. I don't like I don't really care who's running. It. I want whoever is running the Federal Reserve at any given time to be qualified, and thoughtful, and experienced, and open to the changing landscape of the U.S. economy. But other than that, I don't really care. And what I've learned over the last couple of months is there are some people who really care about this a lot. Oh, like, yeah. like in the same way that at the beginning of this year, you and I and, and a bunch of people we work with were getting texts and emails from friends who came out of the woodwork to ask us, what do you think about GameStop? You know, people who aren't <laughs> really interested in investing, but they were reaching out to us. 
same. I've had people reach out to me like, what, who, "Who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think?" And I'm like, "I don't. I've never bought shares of a company based on who was running the Federal Reserve. Not once." <laughs> I'm right there with you. I never have. I've never made an investment decision based on who's running the Fed, and it's not going to start now. Um, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, it, it feels like the discussion revolves around this more more because of politics than anything else. And I think that's that's been. I, I think honestly, it's 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 a smart thing for. Uh, for President Biden to go with Mr. Powell, I think that uh, you kind of stick with what you know, and um, particularly given the situation here that that we're witnessing in, in regard to inflation and just recovering from uh, pandemic impacts, I, I think it makes more sense to not really uh, flip too many things on on their head, so to speak. And I, I guess it really did boil down to either Mr. Powell or Ms. Brainerd. And I think that you know, some of the concerns with Ms. Brainerd might be that she's a bit more, um, she, she favors a bit more of the, of the regulatory uh, path. And it, maybe that, that concerns some folks. But I, I think that the two of them together uh, should be able to, should be able to keep, keep things working in the right direction. But I, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, I, I don't really... I don't really care. I just want them, like you said, I want them to be capable. I want them to be thoughtful. And generally speaking, you know, I, I want them to be <laughs> in favor of the United States of America. I mean, right? You want to be capitalists. Um, I know there are some some conversations around uh, who 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 believes in what these days, and that's that's all fine. But generally speaking, uh, no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't make an investment decision uh, based on who's running that show. There are multiple reports this morning that Monster Beverage is in merger talks with Constellation Brands. And if this happens, this really would be a merger of equals. Uh, Monster's market cap is around $48 billion. Constellation Brands is around $44 billion. Um, and with Constellation Brands, you have a whole collection of beer, wine, and spirits brands, Corona, Modelo, Rufino, Mondavi Wines, uh, Svetka Vodka, and of course, the investment that Constellation made in canopy growth. So, it's got uh, a foot squarely in the cannabis space. Uh, Monster is obviously, I mean, that's the dominant brand, is Monster Bre uh, for, for Monster Beverage. Um, I'm I'm not even sure where to start with this because <laughs> I I don't own shares of either. I I can see the bull case for this working and I can see the bear case for this not working out. Um there is a complicating factor um when you consider that Coca-Cola is a major investor in Monster Beverage and part of that means Coca-Cola has an exclusive distribution deal. So yeah. this would, you know, if these talks are happening, and I have no reason to doubt the reporting from Bloomberg and Reuters, um, I, I'm assuming part of the conversation is dealing with that piece of it. But just on the surface, what do you think when you see this report? Yeah, I, the first thing that came to mind really, it feels like Constellation needs this more than the other way around. It feels like Constellation would need Monster more than Monster needs Constellation. I mean, if you look at the two businesses, generally speaking, you're right. It would be a merger of equals in regard to market cap, but but the, the Monster has a far better balance sheet. Constellation's pretty levered up. Um, and, and while 
while Constellation generates uh, more on the top line, the market looks at Monster more favorably. And perhaps that's because of its focus. Perhaps that's because of the fundamentals of the business, the balance sheet. Maybe it's just really a combination of all all of those things. Um, I, I'm glad you brought up the the, the Coca-Cola dynamic there, because it is worth remembering Coca-Cola owns almost 20% of Monster. And in that distribution, I mean, we've always talked about distribution being such a key competitive advantage for a business like Coca-Cola, right? I mean, just having that channel be able to push stuff out all over the world at will uh, makes makes for <laughs> a very a very strong business, and and it, and that's why I think Coca-Cola uh, remains so stable. I mean, no, it's it's not it's not lighting the world on fire with torrid growth, but I think they're trying to resolve that by purchasing things like Body Armor, right? The recent uh, the recent purchase of, of of Body Armor, and I mean, maybe this is something that spurs more interest for Monster on the part of Coca-Cola. Maybe they take a bigger stake. Maybe they would actually throw their hat in the ring and wanting to bring Monster Beverage fully into the fold there as well. Um, I, I, a lot of different ways they could go, and it's certainly certainly something Constellation doesn't have that energy drink dynamic in their portfolio, so it would be additive in that regard. And then thinking further what they could do with those types of brands uh, when it comes to alcohol, cannabis. I mean, there's just a lot of different ways you could look at it. So, I certainly see the opportunity if it's something that comes up. I think the Coca-Cola, though, honestly, I don't think Coca-Cola, I don't think Coke would let it happen. (laughs) I think they would, they they would, I don't think they would let it happen, but it'll be, it'll be one to follow. Certainly a rumor that's floating out there today. Yeah. Similar to you, I, I was thinking, I get why Constellation is having these conversations, particularly when you look at the fact that the overwhelming majority of sales for them is here in the United States. So, yeah. the opportunity to leverage international distribution in a way that they just haven't been able to, I, I get that. Um, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Uh, the, neither stock is moving dramatically on these reports. So, um, maybe that is uh, investors collectively signaling we're interested enough in this that we're not, you know, it's it's not like a few weeks back when in the news broke that PayPal was in talks to buy Pinterest, and everybody <laughs> on both sides was like, I I don't like this at all, you know, that's yeah. not what we're seeing here. But um, it may also be the confusion on some level by the part of investors, like mm, I don't know about this, so I'm just going to hold tight with the shares I got. Um, would you agree <laughs> with me, and feel free to disagree, but would you agree with me that if this merger of equals takes place, the obvious um, first choice for the new name is Monster Brands? Like I'm not saying that's what they end up with, but I'm like, if I'm in the room and we're talking about what is the name of this company going to be, I'm leading with Monster Brands. I, I do agree with you in that I think Monster is a far more relatable brand. I think there's more brand equity. I think when you hear Constellation, you immediately wonder, okay, is that a space company? Is it a software company? I mean, I don't even know that it really elicits any any thought of a beverage company and, and maybe that's by design I don't know but um I, I yeah to me it feels like monster the monster brand is is an asset worth exploiting and and uh if if that's if that's changing the company name I mean it, it would make sense to me I mean just as long as they're not doing something as long as they're not pulling like a truest, right? When when you get SunTrust and BBT and they come together and you're like, well, where the hell did you come up with truest? What does that even mean? Um, yeah, 
utilize that brand equity that you have, you know, because that can, that can be that can be very powerful over time, particularly with the younger audience that 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 uh, that so many of these beverages cater to. Jason Moser, have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks a lot. You too. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.